0: Welcome, dear listener, to Weekend at Crombie's 2 The Legend of Crombie's Gold, Season 3 The Best of the West, Episode 8 Young Guns. Welcome, dear listener. My name is Hugh. Did you see the size of that chicken?
1: <laughs> and my name is Dr. James Evans, Esquire. I like these odds. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the chicken one was going to be my second one, in case you chose, <laughs> I like these odds.
0: Well, where to begin? Our best Ooh. of the West has a... Uh,
1: oh, we've landed in the 80s haven't we we've
0: landed it eighties landed quite hard because even though there's a lot to talk about this particular film i'm excited by it there's no getting around it the 80s was
1: a death for westerns crikey we could have chosen this the three amigos or pale rider <laughs> <laughs> that was basically it a
0: silver rider let's give silver yeah, yeah okay but yeah Silverado. of the yeah i'm sorry that breaks yeah. up your nice joke of three
1: films but yeah, yeah it, does, it wasn't it? a lot but yes no no we're not talking a lot mind um, you i like all those films <laughs> I do as well. That's, you know, it's not to say that the 80s didn't produce good Westerns. It just didn't produce many Westerns.
0: Yeah, two and a half years per good Western. (laughs) (laughs) Rather than, say, in the 50s when it was two and a half minutes per good
1: Western. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've got some good stats about this. We'll come to that when we do the analysis. Excellent, but
0: shall we jump right to the stroke oh, let jump into is. it. This is
1: young guns. This is young guns. Is they're young, young guns. and they've got guns. They're young, they're and they're young, young guns. guns.
0: Six reasons why the West was wild.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and we're not we're not talking about guns that are new. No, <laughs> we're talking about young people who have guns.
0: Well, also the guns are new. They might be. Well, I mean, they're not relics, are they? They're antiques now, but they were not relics.
1: <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. Here. <laughs>
0: it's like alan partridge said if you set love joy in the future antiques would be more expensive
1: <laughs> oh, no. we digress yeah
0: <laughs> so this i mean i mean in in fairness it's uh of this was kind of came about because essentially because the, the brat pack movies were in full flow yeah and i guess someone had the great idea to put of brat packers in a cowboy movie
1: yeah well, um, i mean what, what what might be we what might be we what might we be thinking might, of what, what we're what we're talking be, about the we, Packs. We're, we're talking about the Breakfast of... Club, aren't we? We're talking about the Outsiders, aren't Saint we? St.
0: Elmo's Fire.
1: St. Elmo's Fire, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it, yeah, you're, you're, missing, you're missing Rob Lowe from this, and of yeah, any I suppose, woman. But, uh... <laughs> yeah.
1: I suppose you are missing, yeah. You, yeah. you half expect, um, I don't know, uh, Demi Moore, Ali Moore to turn up. Yeah, she did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. You, you could turn up just waving a parasol. Molly oh,
1: Ringwald. Molly Ringwald, yeah.
0: But not notwithstanding, you've got Amelia Estevez, you've got um, Keith Sutherland, you've got Charlie Sheen. Um, Bracket, Charlie Siemens.
1: Sheen, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ch- Charlie on. Sheen
0: playing the stable role, the the, vo- <laughs> the voice of reason, which <laughs> you can tell this movie was made thirty years ago.
1: He gets shorts thrift though, doesn't he? That's oh, the thing. Um, Casey see, um, see, uh, oh, I can never say his blooming name. He's a very good. Um, uh, kind of secondary actor in films isn't he
0: i only know him from being one of biff's henchmen in back to the
1: future <laughs> yeah, but oh also know, also one, enough, one of keith sutherland's
0: henchmen in stand by
1: yeah, me yeah, yeah, <laughs> he it does was exactly. yeah he is a weekend at crombie's favorite i uh, see i know
0: more his sister nina cimesco what you don't know nina cimesco
1: i don't know if i know her or not
0: uh, well probably I uh, you know because she was in the westerns so that's a TV actress yeah. so maybe she's not big in films but she was also in she was <laughs> here's notable she was uh, the female speaking part in Reservoir Dogs and got <laughs> cut
1: oh right oh it got cut <laughs> she was in a cut oh.
0: she's, she's a whole scene she's one of the handlers of um, of Tim Roth's undercover cop there's oh, a whole okay. scene where she's sitting down explaining Harvey Cartel's backstory and they thought now there's, there's there's too many female presence in this film <laughs> we can cut that quite easily <laughs> so she hit the cutting room floor so okay neither Simiska siblings have set the world alight but they're remembered.
1: Well, look um, he's in the Phantom with Billy Zane
0: Yep, yep Well, I would describe him as a brat packer. He's a, it, sort of,
1: no, he isn't, is he?
0: He's no, sort of he post-brat. Anyway, they've done more movies than I have. But yeah, so uh, I wasn't
1: expecting eighteen minutes of this podcast <laughs> to be about Casey Simisak, but there we go.
0: Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll. I'm going to go into this in great depth, but Dermot Mulrooney is. It makes up the uh, the the, the sex Oh, we uh, forgot Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips. Did we Because yes, Lou Diamond Phillips as well. It's, yes.
1: Um, hot on the heels of Success La Labamba. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it was, was he playing? Who's he playing? playing in La Bamba? Chavez. No, 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 in La Bamba. Who was he playing? He was. he was um, Hello, Ricky, playing Chavez. Ricky,
1: Ricky Villa, wasn't he, or something? No, Ricky Villa is the Argentinian footballer who played for Spurs in the eighties, <laughs> isn't he? He scored that cracking goal <laughs> against Ipswich or something. No, um, Richie Valens. That's it. Not Ricky Rich, Villa. Richie Valens.
0: So yeah. again, am I, am I right in assuming that uh, Lou Diamond Phillips is not uh, Native American?
1: I had presumed that he was um, Hispanic.
0: I think he's Filipino. Oh, is he? Yeah. So, I mean, cl- clearly this is very 80s, in which case representation matters to the extent that you have somebody who isn't white playing another race that isn't white. But, but you yes. don't actually have to cast anyone.
1: He doesn't. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't sound particularly. 80s, he's, he's, he's
0: playing mixed race, too. The, the, the Chavez, y Chavez is half Mexican, half Indian, as he says.
1: Yeah, I he, you son yeah. of a bitch.
0: by. <laughs> It is very strange because he's always, always getting whenever someone insults him, they always call him a Mexican and he always as Mexican Indian, you son of a bitch. Which does sound like he's not hes not wild about his Mexican heritage.
1: What's wrong with that? I
0: know. What's wrong with being Mexican? Yeah, yeah his, his name is Chavez y Chavez. It's a great name. No, anyway, we digress. You've got your six Brat Packers um, or, or Brat Pack adjacent in this. And like I say, that, that was the thought of the movie. But then again, you think about it thinking, if you're going to do a movie about Billy the kid, shouldn't it all be played by young actors? Because, you know, all I could think of before this was... What was the one with um, Chris Christopherson in it? Uh, That was in the Um, seventies. It was Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Pat Garrett
1: and Billy the Kid. James Coburn was Pat Garrett. Those two. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) They were very good. He's called Billy the Kid for a reason, isn't he? Yeah.
0: But I mean, those they, they, those two, like they were just kind of like they were aching, lifting their aching bones around the western down in the streets. <laughs> yeah. Like they they did lack a certain dynamism of having again, young. Because you can imagine, you know, the the West was probably made up of quite young people with again with guns and not much self control. So that's probably why a lot of things
1: kicked off. Yeah, and that's probably why there weren't many old people. because <laughs> they all got shot. <laughs> <laughs> they all got shot. You're actually. That's yeah. true, isn't it? And also, it's a bit of a young man's game, anyway, isn't it? I mean, look at how. I mean, just how tough living was in that in that time as well. I mean, you've got a you've got to have a bit of chutzpah about you, haven't you? So you've, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I did find I did find Emilio Estevez um, his portrayal of Billy the Kid is apparently very true to life. Mm. Um, it's supposed to be quite accurate, but I he seemed almost too young. I guess I'm just used to old cranky actors uh, so in westerns. A, yeah.
0: So this is my first Billy the Kid, and you're right; it, it's it's a very different vibe. And yeah. I think it's again. If all the reasons came back, it's quite a refreshing vibe seeing all this. But we can we can come into the, into the 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 look and the feel of this. But let's yeah. let's quickly run through the uh, the plot because in fact this is the first Billy the Kid uh, western we've covered, haven't we? It but, is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. it's a very famous um, story of the Wild West, the Lincoln County War, which is basically mm-hmm. a feud between two um, cattle ranchers. Um, and the uh, but actually we'll begin we'll begin on the uh, the opening titles because the opening credits I absolutely adore. Um, <laughs> Not they're ridiculous with... exactly exactly <laughs> you uh you six figures step out of the sepia and yeah, uh, they're then all kind we...
1: of smiling aren't they e- know, each know, one of them
0: they're just silhouettes and then we zoom in on, on each silhouette and it, you know, they pull down their their neckerchiefs to reveal their faces and give a little grin and then we kind of we have the name of the actor over it <laughs> yeah. just like yeah. you would in a tv show so this could be like <laughs> young guns the tv show yeah because you don't be do well. that in movies. Yeah. you don't tend to yeah. have actor no, name no. in this they do and then you know out of nowhere the electro synth guitar kicks in and all six <laughs> whip out a hundred <clears throat> guns and start blazing away directly ahead of them not but like no one a gun no i was thinking it occurred to me what are they shooting at it's probably a horde of zombies because nothing else <laughs> requires you to stand still and then load <laughs> such quickly and never have to duck or take care of yourself
1: i'll tell you what there is an awful lot of electro synth and saxophone in this film <laughs> let, let, I, I I agree with you but i'll cut out the word awful there is a lot of electro synth and saxophone in this film. It is like I, I tend to wonder why maybe westerns weren't made in the eighties because just the aesthetic, <laughs> the sound aesthetic just doesn't fit with where it's being filmed. I don't oh. I don't associate the west with electro synth and saxophone. <laughs> that said,
0: um, to to, to the to the, the tunes of our first electro synth, we see again John Tunstall, <laughs> who's played by Terence Stamp. Um, yeah. He's he's one of the big ranchers. He he kind of basically captures a wayward Billy the Kid who's on the run, and he takes him back to his ranch where already we have his other, we're we called regulators, so they said cattlewomen and enforcers, the Doc played by Keith Sutherland, Jose Chavez y Chavez by Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, Dick Brewer, unfortunate name, um, but historically <laughs> accurate, with Charlie Sheen. Uh, dirty Steve Stevens, who's Dermot Mulrooney, and Charlie Bowdery, who's he's uh, very dirty Spursman.
1: as well, isn't he? Oh my oh, God! God. He chews so much tobacco. Oh, it's grim. I could oh, look I'll, at him. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll come into it now. I think Dermot Mulrooney had the most thankless task of yeah. this movie. It's like they clearly wanted to differentiate them. And again, if you've got again your, your hero, you've got kind of the the tightly laced um, foreman Dick Brewer. You've got you know the guy with the beard. So you can make quick things. And someone decided let's have a cowboy who's absolutely filthy, and that's how I remember him. And <laughs> And yeah. and also everyone else in this movie, they got quiffed hair, they got quite quite fresh <laughs> face. Like you're thinking, each one of them mm, thought this could be mm. my jumping off point. This could be the, where I make my name. And yeah. poor Dima Marouni, he's got an enormous plug of tobacco disfiguring. <laughs> I mean, horrible. It, it's not the casual Josie Whale spit. It is no. like a golf ball shoved under oh. his lip. Like, <laughs> there's, his
1: there's a scene in the film where mm. he's having a bath.
0: Yeah, with having Keith a of bath. bath. And he's
1: still dirty. Yeah, he's still yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, because he's 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 filthy, he's never less than filthy. He's always got the tobacco juice dribbling down his chin. Oh, it's he's, grim. And he's like he's always like there's scenes where he's gnawing on a chicken leg or drinking. Yeah. He's always yeah. absolutely filthy. And fair play to Dermot Marini, yeah. he doesn't he yeah. doesn't bulk on it once, he is, just goes with he it. goes for it, And he's he? a very memorable character as Dirty Steve. I love Dirty Steve.
1: <laughs> I uh, just can't believe how much tobacco he chews. It's ridiculous. He's putting tobacco. it in his mouth, does not he? It's like, oh god, surely they didn't eat that much.
0: Well, you take a little but plug, you don't you? take a plug, yeah, so you, you do, chew it, yeah. and you spit the juice. I mean, oh. <laughs> I mean I'm going to go with the theory that they were playing that, you know, Dirty Steve doesn't really like chewing tobacco, but he's seen other people do it and thinks it makes it tough. So he just gets as much as he can and shoves <laughs> it in.
1: <laughs> you don't really they... get chewing tobacco nowadays, do you? Where do you get uh, that from? Is it just tobacco?
0: I, I did see them try to market it about 10 years ago as kind of um, this before vaping came along. It was like, oh, if you don't smoke, just chew tobacco. That's healthy. Oh, God. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. doctors quickly came out and said, no, it's not. And uh, please yeah. don't. And it's yeah. horrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> And have you seen people's teeth? <laughs> yeah. So for some reason, it didn't kick off again. Uh, but, um, yeah i mean i suppose if you're getting if you're in the west you know very dry i suppose when the horse having said that it's like chewing gum isn't it you said they're constantly that moist is. in your mouth um and you can't smoke so you know
1: there's got to be something better than that though <laughs> God. mud surely mud would be better i don't think you can chew mud
0: <laughs> stick, stick a bit of corn in like they do in oakland uh, there you go i'll do moist dirt <laughs> i'd
1: prefer, I'd prefer yeah. that
0: Anyway, anyway. We've, we've, we've got our gang who basically <laughs> look after John Tunstall's cattle, but um, his John Tunstall's rival, uh, uh, Murphy, uh, Mr. Oh, what's his name? Jack Palance. I? I, I know Jack I wonder what, what Murphy's first name is. Uh, he's known <laughs> as Murphy, isn't he? Isn't
1: he? Uh, in my head, I've got R. Murphy, but that can't be right, can
0: it? <laughs> Murphy. Lawrence Murphy. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> um, Murphy, again, Jack Palance, who's, uh, again, a uh, wonderfully um, just sinister Irishman uh, who's... who's yeah, basically the spokesman for what's called the Santa Fe Ring, which is all the politicians and all the money men and all the governors of of this county, um, are behind him. So basically, they'll get the contracts. They'll um, they'll put pressure on any rivals and all this kind of stuff. So Murphy basically, get you there's know, this wonderful kind of you know Jack Palance hissing um, mm-hmm. to uh, to Tunstall to go away. he has got Stamper's, a lot of presence,
1: hasn't he? Ah, oh, he's great.
0: Um, John Ter- John St- uh, Tunstall, again, does a good Terence stamp of standing firm and um, and saying, no, I won't. Um, but sure enough, uh, it's not very long before the Murphy's um, enforcers ambush and gun down John Tunstall in view of the regulators who will all skin out, as they say, they'll ride for, uh, for cover, um, but they've witnessed the death of their their um, their employer now and, now and want vengeance because the sheriff won't touch it. You know, the sheriff was actually in on the, the killing, um, no one else will, you know, will stand against these uh, these corrupt influences. But you know, these six, or should we say seven? Because uh, well, they've been joined by a, another member of the gang. I have, haven't uh, they, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll come was a former employment of Murphy, but basically just turns up randomly saying, "Can I work for you, John Tunstall?" And he does. Uh, so we'll come he's, back
1: to. He's, he's a bit too uh, trusting, I think. Is um, Tunstall?
0: We should actually mention before Tunstall's gunned down. He's he's very nice to all the lads. Like he, uh, he's you know he's he takes them in if they're if they're foundlings. He's an he,
1: educator almost, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he wants he wants them to not just you know handle cat. He wants them to learn to read. He wants them mm. to dress well. He wants them yeah. to actually you know he, he's up there to uplift them because he says they're basically the flotsam of frontier society, the ones who are left behind. And you know Tunstall is is there to to he's a very paternal figure. And is actually the, all all the yeah. Gregor just see him as a paternal figure, which is why they're absolutely gutted that he's been killed.
1: There's a good scene early on where um, he asks um, Billy the kid to read from the oh, newspaper. Yes. And uh, we're all, ex- he just says, oh, I don't read. He says, you will read. If you're under this roof, you're going to read. So anyway, and previously, we all expect-
0: Yeah, a couple of the readers have been like stammering and stuttering. Yeah, and they can't do the it.
1: We all expect him to be absolutely awful, but he reads it fluently with passion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very good.
0: It was also interesting that the the chapter they were reading were all about how, um, you know, worthless young men shouldn't come to the West because they're no good here. So it was like it was a double thing there. But yeah. But anyway, so uh, on the vengeance trail now, or not the vengeance trail, because they've been deputized, I think. um, Mm, They have, yes. Yes, they have. Because actually Tunstall's partner was Alex McSween, played by um, Terry O'Quinn, later of Lost fame. Yeah. um, and he basically yeah, pressurizes the uh, the, the, um, the Justice of the Peace saying, you can serve warrants on the suspected killers and, you know, give them to the young guns to enforce them. So a, the behaired
1: Terry O'Quinn.
0: Indeed. A, a little thing.
1: bit of hair. A little Just bit. Just a little it's, bit.
0: It's, it's but, clinging some, on back
1: there, yeah. Some nevertheless.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so the uh, the uh, the regulators all have their warrants, and they basically have to go out and just serve these warrants to the um to the suspected killer. So the first one they head for, and which well, would mention, there's like <laughs> there's a, when this all happens, like they swear in the Bible, but they all slap their hands in it like it's go bayside. <laughs> 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 and uh and yeah, and I would say whenever there's um the, the style of the movie, whenever they they ride the horses, is, is kind of um a kind of leap in from behind the camera, and the yeah, so much is made yeah. of the kind of the, the galloping and the jingling
1: the pace and the intensity of the gallop
0: you I can think. see they just wanted to show like a sports car zooming out but they didn't yeah, have a sports car so they wanted <laughs> just they to do it with horses yeah. every time the horses the horses almost go vroom it's like incredible <laughs> <laughs> with them. Yeah, the first the first time they do it, it all goes uh, a little bit wrong, because basically they see a kind of a, a horrible saloon, and they send in Billy as kind of the youngest, and, and cause they still think Billy is kind of, you know, the, the junior. Yeah. They send you, here's the warrant, go after, get Henry Hill and uh, and serve the warrant. Mm-hmm. Billy kind of just follows him into the outhouse and uh, and just shoots him dead, oh, in cold God. blood, yeah. and then stuffs the warrant in his mouth, and then of course there's, there's a gunfight begins, and... Uh, that
1: quite was a, a big moments. mistake, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think you mentioned on a previous uh, podcast how you never see them go to the toilet in the westerns, and yeah. I, I was thinking of this scene, which is a uh, because <laughs> not only does Billy Kid shoot Henry Hill, um, kind of in flagrante de wee wee, um, he, uh, he then he then as as the gunfight is ringing, he dives out the window and lands in this stream that runs out of the outhouse, oh, and like, yeah, it's grim, isn't it? but nonetheless, he still has it with him to like gun down a couple more of the guys running out of the saloon and this kind of stuff, and um, so. Billy's delighted that this has happened. Um Dick, who is the is the the foreman, is uh, is a little bit more annoyed of uh, the fact that you've been to arrest him and they don't have to kill anybody. But uh, nonetheless, it continues. They they catch a couple of um of Murphy's trackers next and they uh and as they they've caught them, wonderful, they're gonna take them for, for trial. But Billy is like saying, Should we kill him instead? Um at which point McClowski, the uh, the rather happy thing, is like, no, no, let's let's take let's take them to Lincoln County, it's fine. And Billy's like, What was that look? <laughs> like what look yeah. was that, that look? It wasn't really any
1: look though, was it?
0: This was the thing. So Billy is like McClawski was a traitor. It's like what? And it's like because yeah. Macla- in and a fairness, the, the movie does set you up to think that Maclaus is a traitor, because basically yeah. um McCloskey turns up just after Murphy's been rubbing his hands together and he's McCloskey goes, can I work? You. Yeah. yeah, and also the fact he's not on the poster. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, as he's well. He's not in any way associated with the regulators. <laughs>
1: so you know what's going to happen to him.
0: Yeah, Billy, Billy basically yeah proclaims him guilty, shoots him in the face and then dumps him in the river. It's quite grim. It is. At which point the the other two men they take taken captured panic and run and everyone is screaming kill him so like like um apart from Dick, who's like why are we killing people even um Doc who was mentioned one of the more placid calm yeah. members is screaming kill him don't let him get away so they I all think get... it's
1: this it's this scene that gives it its 18 certificate I think
0: the, yeah the, the head blowing off
1: yeah, yeah the head blow. oh, oh horrible
0: yeah but you're you're quite right Mklewski is guilty of nothing more than a slightly shifty manner yeah um, and the movie never. It never, it it never, it never, it never addresses other. it, does it? Yeah, you, you never it, get, um, you never get no. Murphy going. Oh, my spy has been killed. What can I do? It's no. like maybe <laughs> McClowski just didn't have a very convincing manner. I mean, he got killed for it.
1: He just looked a bit shifty. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, they all look a bit shifty, right? Yeah.
0: Which I think is the point of the movie is that Billy is well off the rails. Mm. Um, and yeah, and, yeah and, absolutely. And I suppose the other thing is, um, and we'll come to the, the veracity, is that this actually happened in, in um yeah. in, in the in the legend of Billy the Kid. And this movie is is trying quite hard to put in things that actually happen. And sometimes that makes the the plot a little bit illogical because real life doesn't make sense <laughs> the way fiction does. Because yeah, um, so again, the uh, the gang are now really all over the place because they um they yeah, they were supposed to, you know, serve warrants and now they've killed three or four Murphy people and they're in the papers as killers. Um so yeah it's
1: escalated hasn't it it's, it's, escalated. it's basically escalated
0: and they're a bit stuck as where well to go because they can't they can't go one way because the uh, the army's coming out and they can't go another way because the Indian reservation is deadly and this kind of stuff yeah. but um, as they're wondering this Chavez has the wonderful idea <laughs> to find some peyote mushrooms and send them all tripping <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so he's like, we got go to go, we got to drink peyote, we got to go to the spirit world, and that will show us the way. And I will say, the peyote scene is one of my favourites in the movie. It's an absolute riot. <laughs> so, this scene goes on for about fifteen minutes. They all get completely drugged up, with the exception of Dick, who's not having any. Of it. But um, you know, um, he's not, is he? Yeah, Doc's, Doc's girl, starts waxing waxing. We'll come to Doc's subplot in a minute about his. Yeah. his, his but he starts talking about the girl he loves. Um, one of the regulators just throws up and says it's brilliant. <laughs> Again, yeah. once again Dirty Steve has the best page because yeah. he's leaping around with a shotgun hunting a massive chicken, chicken. <laughs> apparently a really big chicken and he's just yeah. he's literally shooting in all directions bullets are like flying off right by the other records who are unaware of this happening and he's just screaming there's a chicken <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the last thing he says is hey dog did you <laughs> see the size of that chicken <laughs> um Chavez has the most spiritual pagety trip though, and he, of he he does, does. And of course he does, and he sees the way to go, so basically they all wander through this supposedly deadly Indian reservation um uh, but they're unmolested, I mean partly because Indians would wonder who'd be mad enough to yeah, go exactly. through our yeah. reservation stoned,
1: but they don't um, believe they can see them though
0: we're in the spirit world asshole, they can't see us. <laughs> I will say again, as a as a very innocent teenager watching this, um, when I saw the, when I saw this scene for the first time, I did have to take the VHS out and tighten the spools and put it back in because I thought the sound had gone.
1: Because <laughs> no. everybody's talking like this, I thought, oh god, the sound's yeah. gone. This. Yeah. <laughs> the bloody VHS tape has broken, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been watched so much, it's gone funky. Yeah, blockbusters,
0: but yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah. So now, so. So the next next scene is they're on a potty come down and they're they're trying to they're trying to um, again Dick is is, is on a very long and boring grace when, over dinner because he's trying to get them back to the straight and narrow. At which point Billy finally tests his nerve for the last time and they say, okay, after we've eaten our dinner, we're going to step outside and kill each other. Um, yeah. But they are spared that because uh, an, a, another random man comes in called Buckshot Roberts, who's a, a very old buffalo hunter type. Who says I'm just here to collect all your the bounties? Thank you very much. Um, and a, a shootout ensues, um, which again is a peculiar one because Buckshop gets for a couple He's of. Good shots. He's in the toilet, is he? Yeah, he he wound you know he, he wings Chavez and Doc, and then hides in the outhouse while everyone <laughs> just blazes away. And they think they've got him because they they filled this with full of bullets. So Dick again um, wanders up you know cautiously to see have I got him? Turns out he hasn't. And Dick
1: how is he not? How is he not got him? <laughs> <laughs> He's in the toilet, and they're basically shooting all their guns at him.
0: I know it's a, it's a sturdy toilet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fact, I think again, historically, Buckshot Roberts did die, and he appears no more in the film. Um, but they, they never make it clear what happened to Buckshot. Again, this is a, a canonical thing that happened that makes little sense to the plot of the movie, <laughs> but really, it, you know, it's like that happened. So Dick was killed um, fighting Buckshot Roberts. I and mean, I suppose it does help the plot because now they're completely without a leader. They um, uh, yeah. In fact, the Billy is the leader now. There is there is absolutely no change of authority. The only one who, with kind of the um the maturity or the intellect to 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 even stand against him, is Doc. So, yeah. But as we can see, Doc is a bit spineless, and he's a poet. He's a poet. Come yeah, on, he's a
1: poet. He's not spineless. He's a poet. He does flowers.
0: Doc is Alice's. at least Doc, Doc. is my least favorite character. I love Keeper Sutherland. and I enjoy the role he plays it. But Doc is awful, um, because again, well, so he he As we we can take a pause, this because Doc does then depart to be, pursue his subplot.
1: Um, yeah, he falls in love with a woman he's met for about a nanosecond.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's uh, so there is again a a, a a Chinese girl um who's part of the Murphy entourage. Um, so, he's, I think she's described it as his ward, but what really happened yeah. is Murphy had a, a shirt ruined in a Chinese laundry, took the girl as payment, um, and then when she again, she was then basically house entertainment. Um, but again, she, she's walking with Doc sees her. Doc Caesar, yeah, just looks at her and thinks, I'm in love, um, shares half a dance with her, <laughs> yeah. um, at which point he's told, Oh, I know you're one of those guys, bugger off with you. Um, yeah. And now that's it for Doc. Um, so he, <laughs> he's, uh, he runs down the street um, trying to catch her. She's walking away because rightly so, he says, you're a dangerous person, you've got a gun, I don't want anything to do with you. At which point he gets all frustrated and yells at her,
1: stop!
0: As, <laughs> as if they've had some long relationship, but you know, she's betraying him, <laughs> rather than saying, could you just go away, please? Yeah. Um, so th- this continues, and now again, he does, obviously, the, the Clearly, this is a love for the ages. So his next romantic thing is after he's been wounded against Buckshot Roberts, he rides into town to get his bandage taken care of. But then he also sneaks into to her bedroom (laughs) again, does the romantic thing of put his hand over her mouth and say, "Don't say a word."
1: (laughs) Oh no! What is he? What's the poem that he reads? I can't remember what it is, but it's something like, "Oh, the wind blows nicely, and I'm such fun."
0: I know. I look do at the. the my, yeah. look, at,
1: look at me naked and touch my bum or something ridiculous. Something his best like poem that.
0: was Young Peyote because he keeps talking about there's a flower and there's a yeah. butterfly. Oh, oh, yeah. She's my flower and I'm her <laughs> butterfly. <laughs> my favourite bit is when Doc is away doing all this nonsense, they rummage through his bag and find his poems. And uh, and one of it is basically he's plagiarised Edgar Allan Poe's Raven, yeah. except it's like a pigeon. <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> once upon a mere night dreary, there I lie, weak and weary, came a napping at my door. Was a pigeon. <laughs> he ain't too original, is he? <laughs> so, so yeah. Doc they got, again. They, they. I think they half the reason they set this up. is so there's a nice um kind of setup and payoff when uh, it was like Doc's been gone a long time. Do think he'll come back? And Billy goes, Yeah, Doc likes me. And they slam cut to Doc going, I can't stand him. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is why I think Doc is is the least um. The least uh favorable character he's the
1: least he's... interesting character in it isn't
0: he he certainly is um yeah again, you don't really buy the relationship with with Yen Sun, yeah. the chinese girl and in fact uh Yensun's characteristics is pretty awful because he's like oh i'm awful but yeah i love you doc <laughs> it's like
1: <laughs> i'm convinced
0: <laughs> um but yeah so he he but I say he has he's smart enough to know that they're on, on all heading for suicide and he's kind of you know he's got the um the morality to know it's a bad idea because the other ones yeah. like dirty steve is you know he's just sticking with his mates that's his entire thing yeah um again the uh casey samasco was playing charlie he's quite a good thing because i think i don't think charlie's ever killed someone you can tell by the way they're talking about violence yeah. early on he's he's a pugilist he's quite he's, he's a very good boxer because he shows early on Yeah. but you think he's he's not a killer and the fact that as things are now getting way out of control, and he actually reads an article saying, "Yeah, we're we're now wanted men and we'll get hanged." He's like, "What?" <laughs> he really, he's like, "Well, this isn't fun anymore." I thought, no. I, don't, yes, "I don't understand this." Um, and Chavez, Chavez, he gets uh what well, he he gets his big speech. Um, you know, about uh, basically, he has his entire reservation was massacred, um, and he or well, he's he's the last of his kind. So, firstly, Tunstall took him in, but he's got to keep going to keep you know keep his peers memorize so they, you know it's basically let's give him a really good speech and he gets a really good passionate speech and he gives it full he gives it both barrels and then
1: um billy the kid says yeah but you know we're your pals <laughs> so we're <laughs> your family now <laughs> yeah these like, are oh yeah fair enough
0: <laughs> um but yeah so the always would do yeah doc, doc has the least thing basically just sniffing around a girl he's shared a three-second position sniffing. and half a dance with <laughs> Um, oh, no. <laughs> but yeah so uh so yeah so um as as they're doing this they uh so dot comes back he, he couldn't convince Yen to come with her um uh though she was she was tempted for reasons best known to herself i suppose again give the choice of jack plants pouring away every yeah. night maybe maybe keep is a better option
1: um i think it depends what you want if you want um the finest cloths and a warm bed and a roof over your head i would be jack palance any day <laughs> i don't want passion i don't want passion and keith sutherland all over me spouting yeah. his poems i want jack palance's raggedy leather face <laughs> that's what i want <laughs> give me plants
0: oh. so the uh so the the next the next stage of the venture is they stalk down the sheriff brady who they've uh who they've been um, they're pursuing, uh, basically kill him and all his deputies. So that's that day <laughs> <Yeah>. payoff. <laughs> again, this, this is how things like really escalate now because they're not even, um, you know, they're not even accidentally killing people. They're no, just they're stalking, just killing people, <laughs> yeah. aren't they? Yeah, that's all they doing But also, again, it, it's quite, as it says, it's quite a cool way they just like this. This like like before it was like crazy, but now like, Billy the Kid literally prances behind Brady. Um and the music is like this hat. this piano is like da, yeah. Da, 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 da. and yeah, he throws his hat in front of him. probably and Brady didn't go, why is a hat land in front of me? His gun's been nicked and he's been shot. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so like it's clear that they're just all having fun with it now. However, um things have clearly gone a bit far and and Alex uh, McSween, the lawyer, is saying, like, look, you all wanted men now. You you had your chance to bring Tansel Skills justice, you've got no chance, you're done for. Um, at which point they will fling their badges down in, in disgust and kind of, I think Billy's rationale, which I'm not entirely sure of, is that really <laughs> <laughs> he, he's his thinks If he can kill enough people, then um, then the newspapers will get interested in it. President Hayes will take pay attention yeah. and the political corruption will collapse.
1: Yeah, I don't know that it works like that.
0: Something of a long shot.
1: I'd say. It, did, it didn't happen when Jeffrey Dahmer killed those 18 men. So <laughs> I don't know why it would. I don't know why it would happen now,
0: yeah. or then, or then. Although they're writing newspapers about it. I mean, interestingly, they do use kind of newspapers of the day and this kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah. and again, there's kind of an aside of, of Doc when he's reading it. He's talking about you know how handsome the kid is, how, how daring he is, and he just goes, "Jesus Christ, this country needs a hero," um, which <laughs> yeah, again is, is a yeah, nice comment a on yeah. on yeah how the yeah. westerns yeah. became legendary back in the day. These kind of penny dreadfuls written about them. Um, but so as as the as you know, the circle is closing on the gang, um, Charlie again he 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 starts to panic and he he begs the guys, I need to go to a brothel. Um so he he finds this prostitute, the old divvy up for him. Um when he gets there he just goes, ma'am, can I, I just hold you?
1: Hug I just can wanna I hold, hold you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think that was very sweet. You just need to cuddle. <laughs> I would've <laughs> run a
1: mile. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and yes, speaking of hijinks, there is there also a scene while while Charlie's having his little cuddle. Um, there is a, they see in the oh, bar yeah, a big yeah. Texas Ranger who's yeah. boasting about how he's going to hunt down Billy the Kid. At which point. Again, you, you can actually you see the rest of the gang is frazzled and they think bloodshed is imminent. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Billy is like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Billy prances up and pretend, again, he really ages himself down. He's like, mister, may I see your gun? And he's like, oh, gosh, this is a gun. This is wonderful. And while he's inspecting the gun, he's unloading all the bullets. And then he gets the man to describe to him what Billy the kid looks like. And he gives him the whole thing like, oh, he's a he's a left handed he just like a dandy. And folks say he's fond of whistling, sad ballads. <laughs> and Billy the kid starts to go. Oh, I can see him! It's and he points in the mirror. It's it's there. He's there. And the Texas Ranger still doesn't know who he's facing and goes I'm like, fed
1: up for you, I am."
0: And he's like, "I'm going to drop your britches and spank your bottom blue." <laughs> this kind of stuff. At which point Billy starts whistling a sad ballad, and the Texas starts to, the penny starts to drop a little bit. At which point yeah. he fires his empty pistol a couple of times <laughs> into Billy's face, and Billy still whistling his ballad murders the uh, the Texas Ranger. Um. So, however, the uh, as as they prepare, they're still trying to get away to Mexico, but they're not getting there. Um, but uh, I'm kind of on the borderline as they're celebrating. Um, Pat Garrett, um, yeah, he turns is...
1: up again. It's the second time we've seen him, isn't
0: it? Yeah, he kind of he kind of bumps into him in the New Year's Eve party really early on. When he just yeah. goes, "Excuse me," and he goes, "That's Pat Garrett. He's real famous." Um, and the second time he sees him. Um, Is, you know, of course, Pat Garrett is big on the Billy the Kid legend. um, And they do make play of this actually, because there's like, there's a scene with Billy the Kid's you know, in the dark with his back to back parrot who kind of reveals his skirt. You're thinking, don't I remember something about Pat Garrett shooting Billy the Kid in the dark? But there's none of that. What there is is um, the earlier relationship where the two men know each other. And Pat Garrett is played by, um, help me out here, (laughs) Patrick Wayne. (laughs) Oh really? Yeah, he's played by Patrick <laughs> Wayne, who we last saw in The Searchers, being oh, the stuttering... yes, of course. Yeah. so Patrick Wayne, uh, John Wayne's son, um, is playing Pat <laughs> yeah, Garrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, just wow. to give it
0: that that, that follow through of the old west, and well, we can we say Patrick Rain is uh, rubbish. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd have been so keen to watch. Um, I don't know Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid with. Patrick Wayne. <laughs>
0: well, when they made Young Guns 2, which is the story of Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, they immediately recast him for William Peterson, who's a lot
1: better. Yes, of course um, it is, because William it, Peterson is an excellent actor. Yes, um, <laughs>
0: but it was nice that they had this kind of Western yeah, heritage Because yeah. um, all there.
1: I wonder how he felt. I wonder how pa- Patrick Wayne felt when he wasn't recast.
0: I sense Patrick Wayne has lived in the shadow of Greater Cowboy actors for quite a long <laughs> portion of his life. <laughs> so he's probably a bit near to it.
1: He's still alive. Is he? Yeah it oh, coming for me.
0: <laughs> Sorry, 49.
1: Pat. Yeah, get yeah, what you're saying. <laughs> anyway,
0: Patrick. I was Rain... going to
1: say something about Terence Stamp earlier, but I realised he's still alive, so I think I'll hold off.
0: Oh, I've got a lot of time for Terence Stamp.
1: I do as well, but I've got a, a personal story about Terence Stamp. Maybe I'll tell you Ooh. afterwards.
0: Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Patrick Wayne delivers in a rather monotone dialogue the, the bit that gets to the new month that, uh, that Murphy and his men are coming for John McSween and his wife, um, Susan. Um, they're going to murder them, and you know. Who would be crazy enough to defend McSween? Why? Oh, the regulators would, of course. So the next day, they ride into Lincoln Town um, to to rescue Alex. But it's a trap. Um, it is. And, and as soon as they're in the house, Murphy's men surround them. Um, and very shortly afterwards, um, John Kinney, who's a, a bounty hunter who's been also chasing
1: Turns them, up as well, did not he? Turns
0: up. And then before then, the U.S. Army turns yeah, up as well. At which point... There. Doc gets the great line, Billy, we good, but this is ridiculous. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> I like these odds. The only person who hasn't turned up is, is um, Warren G and Nate Dog. <laughs> they're, they're regulators, aren't they? Very good. <laughs> Are they the
0: ones who sampled the, uh, the the soundtrack from uh, Young Guns Who to make the, uh, the regulator song?
1: I don't, I don't think so.
0: I mean, the, the some rap song did take um, Charlie Bowdry's opening line about uh, we're regulators you've got to be handy with the steel if you know what I mean
1: maybe they did I'm going
0: to look it up well there we go why do you do that I will continue with the other story <laughs> yeah. so the entire gang are surrounded by many many enemies um, and again and the house is being filled with bullets um, glasses flying everywhere Murphy himself turns up with Yen Sun um, who again somehow manages to jump off a horse, break break through the siege lines and jump into Doc's arms with the rather improbable line, I'm staying here, I'm safe with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're really not. <laughs> because this enrages Murphy. Actually, we should say Alex's wife, Susan, has been sent outside um, to, to not burn to death. But the, uh, Murphy is now enraged and orders the, uh, the house to be burned down. Um, so the house is now on fire and filled with bullets. Um, and Charlie, who um, has basically has had, after being pursued by John Kinney, this this bounty hunter, um, who's this you know, big old uh, hefty bam, war veteran, who's uh, who's chasing him all over the plains. Um, he's kind of he's been his boogeyman and, and Charlie's gone kind of catatonic with this uh, but Billy basically shakes him out of it um, and I say shakes him out of it turns him into a kind of a feral rage where Charlie is firing wildly <laughs> out the window I think it's meant to see as him conquering his fear but basically yeah, they all got yeah. mad now um, yeah. and, and as they're all kind of yelling yeah 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 um, Chavez slips away out of the house Presumably, using the aforementioned kind of Native American magic to, to get through the lines, but Chavez <laughs> is gone. <Which> Dirty <laughs> I Steve didn't is see him
1: taking by. any more hallucinogens. <laughs>
0: He's in the spirit world permanently. <laughs> but Dirty Steve is, is enraged by this. We should actually mention there's a, lo- a lovely scene because Steve is the, the one. Put, if anyone's going to insult Chavez constantly, it'll be Steve. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, they're introduced that way by yeah, by yeah, by threatening each other with knives and, and spitting at each other once enough. and always. If someone's going to make a, a, a joke at Chavez's expense, it's Dirty Steve. But right before they ride to their deaths to rescue Alex McSween um, Steve just looks at him and goes it's been real nice riding with you Chavez, um, and Chavez just gives the best recount saying, many nights my friend, many nights I put a blade to your throat while you slept, you're alright Steve, I'm glad I didn't kill you <laughs> <laughs> and Steve just does this biggest swallow of his tobacco, like nope. But They've made it up, but then Chavez has run away again, so Steve is betrayed. Yeah. The bromance is yes, broken, yeah. so they're all smashing the windows. They bit another house is on fire, so they're throwing out as much as they can so they don't feed the fire. Um, at which point, you know, the, the, the new one happens, an enormous chest is flung out of the window. Um, and who should spring from this chest but Billy oh, the Kid? He was hiding it all along, yeah. A couple of six shooters in hand, he starts gutting down the um. The uh, the lines, and then you know Steve and Charlie and Doc all run out of the uh, the the doorway, shooting themselves. Uh, shoot, not shooting themselves. Shooting them <laughs> They may as well shoot themselves because they're getting shot as well. Bullets are flying, and uh,
1: I how did the- anyone get out of this?
0: initially, and I say initially for the first three seconds, things go going quite well. They're like, they managed to kill three of the guys surrounding yes, it. Yes. But then the guns start flying. Like, uh, they John Kinney is facing, it. he manages to wing Billy. Charlie is like, he shouts at Kenny. I mean, I'd have shot him first rather than shouting. But Charlie <laughs> Charlie, Charlie <laughs> yells a, a, a challenge at Kinney. Who shoots Charlie? Uh, and then uh, Doc goes down as well. So you thinking, oh, they're all gun for. Whereupon, Chavez rides to the rescue. Does, He's grabbed yes, the he horse. Does. He's got three horses, at which point Steve is overjoyed with this. He's got his big, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um but the bullet's still flying. So as, as this happens, Doc and Yen manage to jump onto one horse and ride away. Um, Steve, bless him, was on a horse, but Chavez got shot. So he puts Chavez on a horse instead and tells him to ride away. Yeah, very um, good. And Charlie is, is basically one-on-one shooting John um, Kenny, who's such a large man. I think the bullets have a hard yeah. good job getting through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they basically wipe each other out. And that is apparently Charlie's victory because he's very happy that he's done this. And then he immediately dies. Um, Steve doesn't he have a gun in his hand. So poor Steve, having told Chavez to ride on the last horse out of here, um, then gets shot many Many, many times yeah. and falls again as you'd imagine face down in a dirty puddle so in life as in <laughs> um, billy grabs the last horse and he's out there too so the three of the regulators plus jensen have made it out of there Alex McSween, who didn't take part in the gunfight, waves them on with a little handkerchief, saying, "Go on, boys!" And what should happen is the army's Gatling gun goes to work. Always the uh, the mood killer of the mess. Yeah, isn't
1: it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah, the music even stops then. With that's
1: the end of it, basically, isn't it? Alex
0: is shot, and that is the end of the the Lincoln the Battle of Lincoln Town. Although again, Murphy is now hopping up and down, saying, "Would you go and chase those guys down and kill them?" Then Billy just trots back on his horse. Aims an improbably good shot with a pistol, having <laughs> yeah. been shot a few yeah. times himself. Um, but he takes out down Murphy with a headshot. Murphy's dead as well. Slump, it's over. The three uh, surviving regulators ride right off into the sunset. We get a voiceover saying that, you know, Doc uh, married Yeng Sun and moved east. Chavez went to the west and then survived. Billy never left the west. He was eventually killed by Pat Garrett and buried at Fort Sumner, but uh an unknown figure snuck into the graveyard and carved something on the gravestone.
1: Pals. Oh, there we go. We'll do that one. There
0: we go. Down, down, down. The synth kicks off to take us into the credits.
1: And uh, just just to um, square the circle, the um, the dialogue at the beginning of Warren G and Nate Dogg's famous song "Regulate" is taken from the movie Young Guns. There we go. There we are. He's t- given a speech about joining a group of outlaw gunmen. I do remember hearing that, I think, in university, and um, no one quite appreciated the fact that it was from
0: the Young Guns movie. They're more interested in Warren G. And yeah, of guns. course, of course. <laughs> I was like, like, that's Charlie Bowdry. I know
1: that scene. <laughs> that's Casey Simatsko. <laughs> he's playing Charlie Bowdry in the film Young Guns, and he's giving a speech about joining a group of outlaw gunmen. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's paying the blind. It's paying notice. Yeah, not a peep. Not a peep. Oh, well. We
0: have we have we have now ridden through young guns. Um,
1: <laughs> They're and... all a bit older now, aren't they? The guns are used. <laughs> but, but. um... We've still got to talk about the film, haven't we?
0: Indeed. So uh, cut off a largest piece of tuned tobacco you can (laughs) and and get to work masticating on it. um, (laughs) For we shall join you after this short break. Jesus Christ. Welcome back as we saddle up once more to take a look at Young Guns. Uh, so i'll kick off by yes by i'm holding two simultaneous thoughts in my head one of which i know cannot be true and the other of which i cannot be dissuaded from this is one of the best westerns i've ever seen (laughs) and i know that's not in any way possible
1: (laughs) but i absolutely love this movie (laughs) Oh, well, T- tell me why you love it, and then I will reveal my thoughts.
0: Yes, yes, I'm, I, but I'm not expecting any reciprocity with this, because I also, the contrary thought is also in my head, but <laughs> I, I, I've, I've seen this movie many, many times, but really I've seen it twice. And the first time was when I was about 14, like, came out on ITV, and the entire class watched it, and everyone was, like, talking about it the next day. Um, when so 14?! It, I think it was. I'm, I'm trying to track it back when it kind of <laughs> came on. What school did
1: you go to that allowed 18 certificate films? to? Oh, I suppose it's the 80s, isn't it? I
0: mean, it wasn't in school. It was on ITV.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Also,
0: okay. it, yeah, it was cut for ITV, so I didn't actually. So here's the thing: it's like when McClaskey is killed, you saw Emilio Westervant point your gun at his head, and yeah, then they yeah. cut out and everything reason, until McClaskey right falls in water. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and every, yeah, when everyone, yeah, there's a yeah, you yeah, saw Ripper Cop 14, and you had the guy person. Yes. He literally said, "Die, you blackguard." <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: because the dubbing over person couldn't think of any better way to say that (laughs) so yeah so um also this is not an 18. (laughs) no (laughs) No, it isn't 12
1: you're right yeah yeah it is
0: but so um, so yeah. So I first saw this as a kid and thought this was absolutely the, the the bee's knees. This was so cool. This and Young Guns too, which I can come into afterwards. Yeah, you know, it's 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 boom boom boom. It's all the guns. Yeah, you know, they uh, Billy the Kid laughing maniacally you know, the fantastic shootout scenes, the exciting, the synth, the uh, the uh, ev- ev- everything about it. Again, it was like wearing it was like again like wearing the clothes of a western, but in a brat pack um, style. Yeah. And yeah, I I adored that and. So that that was like the so that was the memory I took with me, and then you know saw it twenty years later, and just thought, oh my god, Billy the Kid is a complete psycho, and he's <laughs> just leading these poor kids. To their <laughs> yeah. death, and, and things are going completely out of control. And they they, they do this because they are you know, they're twenty one year old men who think they're invincible, and like they are, they cannot comprehend their or actions have consequences yeah. 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 or yeah. what they're doing is making things worse. And I that, and I love that too. I think I, the fact that you know it's, this is one way of looking at the Wild West in the fact that it's not just about you know the sheriff having honor or the um. Or you know, or the person you're know, doing what's right. Yeah, these these are the anti-system. These are literally the criminals. You know, the sheriff is 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 the is the system you're kicking against. Um, and so the fact that it was it was portrayed in that way of just you know utter renegades um, who you can still relate to and you can still you can still mm. you know believe with. But you you in no way do you think they're the heroes or really they deserve to win. They're just going through a maelstrom of. Too much guns, not enough control, and a world gone mad. And I think it's, 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 and also, again, I will say there are some great performances. Emilio Mestras may have not had a better performance. I know his other resume is basically the Mighty Ducks movies, but. <laughs> So it's not a lot of competition. But I think he's a pretty good actor. And I think his Billy the Kid is really good. He's very charismatic. He's got that glint in his eye thoroughly. And I think it would have been very easy to have Billy the Kid be exceptionally annoying. And I think he's, he can, you know, you're not really on his side for a lot of the time when he's randomly murdering, but he's always fun to watch. Um, Very good. So yeah, I think so. They, again, that's that's my opening statement. Is I think this, and also again, in our in our in our line of you know watching the westerns, this is a real heel turn. This is more it of a is, yeah. of a retro than than you know the uh, say we went to like Magnificent Seven or you know well even Josie Wales. Though they, they at least had you know you could see a consistent evolution here. And this is like what <laughs> the uh, what what are all you know these young actors writing about the synth track, the uh, the fact. <laughs> <laughs> i to it's like it this. <laughs> music is like no other western music we've heard before. The fact that they're running on horses like they're revving cars. Um, yeah. the, the fact that... Um, and, to a
1: saxophone to, solo. Yeah.
0: And yet, and yet, <laughs> yeah. this is the really strange bit. Um, they really tried to make this historically accurate.
1: And so yeah. even, even though
0: it was like it's crazy, in, in the things that happen, I mentioned the things that happen sometimes get in the way of the plot because they, they don't make a lot of sense. There are some things you can pick at it, but it actually is one of the more ac- historically accurate um, films about Billy the Kid. There's been it actually hits a lot of the beats and tries its best to kind of say this is how the the Western edge could gone. And they didn't need to do that. This was you know a brat pack movie of people running around with cowboy things. They could have not even bothered with that. But in you know it's more accurate than um, a lot of the films out there. So yeah, it's it's got a lot going for it. <laughs> Why do you do? Tell me what you thought of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then we'll step outside and see who has the right to, to run this. this podcast. Um. So, I found, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain this, I don't know really how to, to, to get around this, I absolutely hated this film <laughs> with an absolute <laughs> passion. I don't think I have been more bored and annoyed at a cast full of um, actors for a long time. <laughs> so I, 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 I accept everything you've said. Actually, and this is maybe the this is the the kind of the the two premises that you're describing here, because everything you've you, everything you've described is. And everything that um, is, is part of it—it's it's factually accurate. I can't—I can't dispute any of the things that you said there. Um, but this—this this is the interpretation of it, isn't it? So you've described things in a positive way that have really connected <laughs> with you. I found almost every single decision in the film to be one of complete irritation—that <laughs> was—that was just made to. Get me riled up and start, you know, rolling my eyes or looking at this. And go, oh, for God's sake, this is ridiculous, or just stuff like that. Okay, and, yeah, um, so
0: go on there. Pick pick out the ones you didn't like. Is it literally just everything I did like, like the peyote scene, the uh, the gunfight? I scene.
1: hated the peyote scene. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching it, thinking, "What the? F-? Oh, excuse me. Oh, look. So <laughs> the the, the peyote scene was the moment at which, at which the good lady Hernandez decided she'd had enough <laughs> <laughs> at that point in time. And I was um, I was watching it, thinking, what. Is, is this really happening in the film? It's like, it, it seems to, it's going on forever. It went on for, a, I honestly went on, I think it went on for about seven or eight minutes. And this it is, a short, this is a short film. This is a short film. And about 10% of it is a it's joke a that doesn't work. <laughs> it, it's like, they're just, they were pretending to be, you know, Um. off their faces. And th- just like the, 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 the um, Oh, Keith Sutherland is just talking butterflies, and, and it just goes on and on. I'm thinking, oh God, what is this? Stop, stop! It's embarrassing. I was embarrassed. <laughs> I felt I was squirming in my seat. Um, Dermot Mulroney was going about the big chicken. I thought, what is this? What's happening? Stop it, God, stop this! I just, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't bear it. Um, and there were so many scenes of that. I, I suppose fundamentally, I found the, I found the film, and i found the film meandering to the point where it's not a complicated film right and i'm not an idiot but i didn't have a clue what was going on (laughs) no no that that this is the thing about um
0: yeah i have no no idea what was
1: happening in the film at any point
0: because it was almost like yeah it was like they they got the um the timeline of who the regulator gang fought and when like i say the um when McClaskey is killed, those two henchmen are killed. We had, we'd never seen a yeah. henchman before. We'd no, no idea. But, exactly. but, they, they, but that's, that's that was a historical record of when they died. So this is bad. This is really bad. It doesn't matter probably, if it's historically this probably, accurate. This is really bad story writing of not establishing who is what yeah. and when. Because again, when they kill Sheriff Brady, it's like there was a Sheriff Brady. Like they talk, they talk about it. But yeah, a few exactly.
1: Times. It's, yeah, I thought I I genuinely thought I'd fallen asleep because it was so <laughs> dull. Woken up and I'd missed this backstory about a sheriff, and I was yeah. like, I haven't. It just no. hasn't happened. It's not in the film. And the, Buckshot, just... the Buckshot Roberts canon <sighs> with the kill stick.
0: It's like is he meant to recur? Are they meant to get vengeance on him? But yeah, they just think, yeah, they just died could... away.
1: There was just it was there were too many non sequiturs in the film. I think which which I don't mind a diversion to a certain extent. Yeah. But It got to the point where I I lost confidence. I think in the script writing in the screenwriting. Sorry, I couldn't. I could, and then once that had happened, I'd I'd lost my interest in it. Oh. I have to say for me it was coupled with and this is where I think I I I disagree with you a lot actually. It's coupled with what I thought was dire acting. <laughs> Even <laughs> particularly so from Emilio Estevez, who I thought was just an absolute shambles in this film. I mean he he, he reminded me of um I, I'm just trying to think he reminded me he was he seemed so miscast and I couldn't I couldn't believe I couldn't believe him. I couldn't believe it. And look you know main um whether you're a hero or a villain in the film right the the main protagonist doesn't have to be perfect they can be problematic right they can be evil but you know it's all of those things yeah Yeah, but they've got they've got to be believable and interesting and for me he was just he's just a sociopath they're really irritating and you said i think you said um you know he, he, he plays it well because he could have come across really irritating, and that would have ruined the film. You know what? I he came across really irritating to me. I didn't. Every moment he was on the screen, I thought, get off the screen. Oh my but goodness! But the problem with that is, if I'm in my head, I'm thinking, who do I want? Who do I want on screen instead? Yeah. None of them. They were all as as dull as the rest of them. Keith Southern particularly was just such a oh. Oh, I couldn't I couldn't bear it I couldn't bear it you I just um and I know that I mean you know this film is incredibly successful right yeah, it did well. and has and you know you are a testament to the fact that it has fans yeah. you know who will who, who will who will go into battle for this film as well I just I didn't see it myself I couldn't connect with it is and it's the first know, time you saw
0: this film you didn't see it when you were younger
1: I did see it when I was younger. Okay. I, I can't really remember anything about the film. So it, okay. it obviously it hasn't, it hasn't connected with me. It hasn't resonated with me. Yes. Um, I recall f- finding the film trying yes. <laughs> when I was younger. But I have to say, this this viewing was far worse. Oh, I think wow. with with the vantage point of... of of adulthood, <laughs> I've looked back on on what I saw and thought, there's almost no redeeming. It redeem- wasn't you; it was them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I was too soft on it. I don't know. None of the characters, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what any of the characters' real defining things were either. And again, it was crazy, one of them had knives. Yeah, but, yeah, but I suppose, <laughs> one of them chewed tobacco. <laughs> one of them had a beard. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was Mexican Indian. I suppose that what's interesting about that is that you have seen discernible, interesting character traits in all of them.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that I had, by the point at which I might have. Generated that connection, I'd switched yeah, off. Yeah, I'd switched off, and so therefore I, I, I couldn't reconnect with the film. Uh, there's, there's too much weird slow motion in it. Just, just tons of slow motion in the film. There's this weird '80s when oh, One, 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 one I can't thing get. happens, yeah. When, when they make their their final
0: shootout, it does happen in. It happens in slow motion, fast motion. They 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 they, they switch around to make yeah, it seem more dramatic, yeah. or maybe they just have enough footage. But um, so they they're slowing down, and you know they they do things like run. And <laughs> I thought, is this a callback to the peyote scene? Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I what don't it think is. it yeah. was meant to be. But when uh, I watched I, it, I thought, oh god,
0: it's a VHS gone again. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well and this is something i know that you said the opening that that opening bit where they all look they look to yeah. the camera and like tilt their hat and all this oh, kind stuff. I, that. That. I know you do but the thing is <laughs> I, I thought to myself god this has got to get better than this because <laughs> i thought to myself i thought this is this is m this is a, an mtv western isn't it it's an mtv yeah. western yeah, yeah. there's nothing necessarily wrong with that um I went to see um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at the weekend, which was a Nickelodeon film, right? Yeah. And it was very entertaining. That's fine, it, it can be. But it I don't know, this felt very televisual. It felt very low key. I didn't think it was very cinematic. The direction was bland. It was just mm. so boring. Oh, people! It didn't do anything. The colours were were muted. But in the outlaw Josie Wales, the colours were muted. But it was purposeful. I felt like that was it gave a yeah. sense of the muck and the dirt. Yeah. Whereas okay. this, it's it's just it's it's Dermot Mulroney. Chewing on tobacco, masticating tobacco. I do it think, was grim. Okay. I couldn't watch him. It was disgusting.
0: I do think that again. It took about ten years for Dermot Rooney to escape that and get leading men parts because he's yeah. quite a handsome man. When he, you know, he's like my yes, best friend's wedding. Is. This kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. my God, did he did he take a hit doing this? But t- when you talk about television, that's interesting because not only is the opening credits, you know, their names over their faces mm. very televisual, Gonna, yeah, the, the way the sets were made up and the sets were dressed up, but it, I got a kind of a Doctor Quinn, Madam Woman feel. For yes, that, that's, <laughs> that's always exactly dead. it. Yeah, that's exactly it. I tell you what, we, you probably haven't seen Young Guns too, and I suspect you may not I want haven't. to watch it. No, I haven't seen <laughs> it. a couple of observations from that. Firstly, actually, the immediate rest of us again, I put in a stormer of performance uh, because it's <laughs> yeah. because it's good. It's the end life of Billy the Kid. Yeah. Um. So he 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 has a lot more kind of brooding and a lot more introspection. But also, um, he plays the older version because the, the 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 framing device is a man stood up in the 1950s claiming to be Billy the Kid. Um, okay. And they didn't want to hire him, the rest of us. They wanted to hire an old man. So he got himself made up, pretended to be an old man, and won the part by um, he can find an old folks in when they can fool them. Um, and he played again. What? It, it's a ri- idiot. And, I, I tell you what though, <laughs> I've seen a lot of the let's do let's do the character like an old man, up to yeah. and including Captain America. And I tell you what, Emilio Estevez as the old man is one of the best put put makeup on the old man face. If yes. you can just find that bit on YouTube, it's like, oh, they did a good job on that. And he yeah, and he okay. talks like yeah. an old man too. has got his um so that's quite but notwithstanding. That Young Guns Two, which had double the budget, actually made the same amount of money, which is interesting. Ah, uh, did it? Um, but they made more money, but they had double the budget. That feels much more like an MTV Western. It was like they they, they they dip their toes in. It. You're right here, but Number Two is like, let's really make MTV. The colours are brighter. <laughs> The angles actually are more interesting, and there's big sweeping planes. Maybe because I had more money for like a dolly and this kind of stuff. Um, but like I say, you trade out Dermot Mulroney for Christian Slater, and like that, that's that's yes, that's the yeah. interview. that the you hair is, it, then, you? The hair's more quafford <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they have John Bon Jovi, you know, belting out the soundtrack "Blaze of Glory" and all this kind of stuff. So it feel, and I think I really enjoy Young Guns too, but it certainly feels cleaner. Than this this at least had some dirt into its fingernails, mm. and I quite like that about the western. It is muddy, like I said. They, they he dives out the outhouse and ends up in a puddle of pee, um, and uh, yes. and it it feels like it, it's got that that again. It's it's the um the Monty Python Holy Grail when they they gallop around in mud. It's like it's not a sanitised western.
1: Do you not think though? I I didn't. I mean, I'm not trying to convince you. <laughs> this, you I'm not going to move you up to a two star here. But come on, there's there's a lot of. I don't know. There's a lot of fake muck in it. I mean, I know it's all fake, isn't it? Because it's the film, yeah. right? So, you know, I'm not, again, you know, fair enough. But this felt very studio dirt um, for me personally. Whereas a, a film from, you know, 10 years earlier, The Outdoor yeah. Joseph, that felt very grubby. That felt like they were in the wilderness and they're no, going might, through yeah, a swamp. That,
0: that might be the budget, though. They said they had 11 well, it million. it could
1: budget. be. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, that's not an insignificant budget, though. 11 million. Yeah. in the late eighties? No, I tell you what, that's that's fair play. They could have had some proper dirt, but they they were shooting on location. I tell you what, the Young Guns two again, which which, <laughs> see, if you were going to pick on any movie to be a bit lighter <laughs> and a bit sillier, yeah. The Young Guns two has a lot to blood. Uh, yeah, you have uh, William Peterson as uh, Viggo Mortensen As his henchman. It's oh really? <laughs> yeah, Viggo yeah, Mortensen. Uh, it's, uh, give it a watch finish your off finish, oh, God, complete yeah. the circle because you've got yeah. Regan Watson a very young <laughs> Regan Watson who still seems quite old just kind of like giving snide comments about you know you let him get away right? you pat carrot um, but well, yeah you know, the,
1: Young Guns 2 is from 1990 we could oh there we go there's a problem. we could
0: <laughs> <laughs> but whereas I think this movie at least has a foothold in reality even though it's at the expense of a coherent plot as in mm. let's, let's let's include the people there is a scene in Young Guns 2 when for absolutely no discernible reason um a madam from a local brothel takes all her clothes off and rides out of town
1: i'm watching it <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but, but if, if i tell you what it's almost worth watching because um i tell you it's almost, it's completely worth watching but there is also at the end of young guns 2 they show the same scenes that happen i was almost like a kind of um vignettes of uh, you mm. know this, this is what happened to this character and they showed the the um the same scene shot, you know, like just, just um defining oh, yeah. moments of them. But they show it from a much more interesting camera angle. It's like the one you saw in the film was like the basic. And the one they did at the end was like, this is what we could do if we could really let loose. Yeah, <laughs> like, Why really? would you let it loose yeah. all the time? Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> there's, there's a scene where like Billy is, is shooting some um, some candlesticks off, a, off some candles off a candlestick, like a a, a nine candelabra. And he's like powering off to show what a good shot he is. And it's basically that. It's You see the candles exploding and him firing. And then at the end scene, it's like you the, the angle of it is like the you know, candelabra spins around and he shoots it down. You look down the barrel of it thinking, wow, that would have been a really cool scene if they did it all that yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, But yeah, so it's... um. It's an interesting one, but it's much more kind of yeah, it's much more Bon Jovi than this one. This one's a bit more. Um,
1: I'm not sure this. that I would like it then. <laughs> oh god, this one's a lot more Aerosmith. Oh no! <laughs> if you'd mentioned that, when we were choosing these films, I'd have I'd have pushed you away from Young Guns. Uh, well, I know you, you you mentioned that it's 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 using or it's it's presenting a more accurate description of. Or accurate depiction, I should add, of Billy the Kid and some of the historical events that happened at yeah. the expense. Oh, um, yeah, of the kind oh, of coherent I, I mean, I, know, don't, I don't
0: think it deserves, you know, um, a, a better mark as a movie for that. No, but no, I, no. I, I think, that it's, it's nice to know it's doing its best. Here's one thing: yeah. the, the 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 U.S. Army that ride in um, to the, you know, to to surround the house in the final shootout, uh, mm-hmm. they were all African American troopers yeah. led yeah, by white officers, that. which I yeah. clocked that. And then yeah. it turns out that because that particular regiment was again the segregated regiment that, that was that and i'm thinking you don't include that in on a whim if, if the props no. master says get me a, a, some us army troops you just hire loads of white guys and give me yellow scarves so it's like yeah, someone did, did yeah. the research thinking oh it was this particular army unit that rode in it's like if they've,
1: they've tried someone it's tried it's just someone a shame this, it's in yeah. this film that, <laughs> that they've tried <laughs> you know, i would say well make 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 this i don't know make this film less less mtv and more more kind of historic. it's not that it's not historically accurate i mean i don't who knows i don't know but you, you i trust i trust you when you say it's historically accurate yeah. but make it less mtv like and more i don't know i want more kind of robert altman maybe but maybe that's just me i don't know you don't, you
0: don't get 56 million off an 11 million box office film. Uh, i suppose yeah.
1: that's right the other thing that I, I find slightly grating about the film is that it takes itself way too seriously it's so earnest in a lot of its characterization particularly, particularly, um, Casey Simasco, like who? I just, uh, oh, I, I've, I just, I wanted his character to die. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, you wanted agony? Yeah, exactly. him? <laughs> just, I, I didn't The whole film. Um, so it's t- it's t- too earnest. I didn't see the point of what was the point of any of them apart from Billy the Kid. What was the point of Doc Scerlock? What, what was the point of him? What did well, he um, just went off to, to He provided to a romantic subplot. Yeah. Oh, come on, you don't need a romantic subplot. <laughs> a deep, in this, a deeply God's troubling sake. romantic subplot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> none of them. None of them have. Oh, none of them have anything about them. The best. The best thing in the film was um, Terry O'Quinn, <laughs> and his good. bald head. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm being too harsh, but um, I, I was I was bored and angry. And that, wow. that's not a film. That's not a, that's not an emotion I want. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was so bored as well. Like I couldn't, I couldn't grasp. I was so bored. I very yeah. rarely, I very rarely, yeah, um, walk away from a film. And I tell you what, if it wasn't for Weekend at Crombie's, I would have turned this off. <laughs> wow.
0: I'm I'm so thrilled to have provided another excellent viewing experience for you. Given I insisted we watch this in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, but. I mean, playing to grist the Mill. I will say, yeah. If it's any consolation, you're not alone. My viewing companion um, turned to me afterwards, saying, "Yeah, I don't really get it."
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, fair <laughs> enough. But, but it's it's hugely successful. It is. I mean, it, it's it's a classic in its in its in its own way, I guess. Really, in the sense that it's one of very few films. In the Western genre from the '80s, that has lasted as long as it has, and yeah. it, I think it's transcended the genre as well um, to a large extent. Young Guns is a very, very well-known film. It's a very successful film. It's a very popular film, but it's known outside of its genre as well. Yeah, that's true. And and so it it's tapped into. It obviously hit the zeitgeist, didn't it? It obviously hit the zeitgeist. Something. I mean, what from what you've described. There's nothing that you have described that I can counter in terms of the factual elements of the film. You've come to it with uh, you've come out of it with a positive experience. I've come out of it with a negative experience, but they still stand, don't they? Those factors still stand. I think maybe I wasn't open to it enough. Um, And because you've seen it before and have a relationship with it, you were open to it. And so therefore took its took all of its glory, as it were, um, for what it was trying to do, whereas I shut down to it.
0: Yeah, and I, that's a good point. Again, had I had I not been thrilled by the superficial, again, violence and thrills of it mm. as, a, as a teenager, I probably wouldn't get at the time of day long enough to say is there something worth digging into older on? Because again, I, I I think I'm kind of completely different angles it. I don't but they, I I thought you know I, like you can see the holes in it, but I'm mean, I'm willing to patch them over. And if you come to it yeah. cold, you might yeah. just think
1: well, <sighs> yeah, maybe maybe. And look, I I have I have films that. I think are absolutely incredible, but are ostensibly terrible films. This isn't, I mean, and, and this is different to that. So, you know, I, I can watch, I can watch cheapo horror films from the sixties and seventies and think that was brilliant. Whereas I yeah. know they're not great films. youngens isn't that, because it is, from, from what I hear, <laughs> 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 it, it, it is a it is a film which has depth, balance, you know all of this kind of stuff to it yeah. i just i just can't see it yeah i can't see it well there
0: it. we go that's that's why we have two opinions on weekend at Crombie.
1: indeed indeed yeah. um, but, i mean it's probably the first time for a while that we've been so yeah. diver, divergent in our in our thoughts
0: but generally you you onto a uh, you a likelihood if i pick something that meant a lot to me in my youth that i'm, I'm dragging out and <laughs> waving
1: <laughs> in front of you saying, this was great wasn't it I'm like no <laughs> your younger <laughs> self was an idiot <laughs> I'm not saying that maybe it's, uh, yeah I, I know, of course I'm not saying that but you know it's just what can I say in maybe 2023 the child. Oh, maybe <laughs> Maybe you have but you know look, why don't we come to, before we fall out and never yeah. have another weekend at Crombie's again why don't we come to the 1980s and and yeah, the West? yeah I'm
0: Western. interested in, again because yeah, we'll we'll come to the '90s when it's almost like a reset. This is a, this is very much an aberration in in the the, the through yeah, line is. of westerns. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, come, come in, in the '80s itself, I mean nothing. Yeah, I'm...
1: I mean there really isn't anything. And I was reading um, an article by Roger Ebert about westerns in the '80s, and he said basically westerns aren't made anymore. And this was him writing in the '80s; they aren't made anymore. So if you if if like me, he was saying you like westerns you've got to look back as opposed to look forward. Yeah, It's an interesting point because there is such a dearth of films uh, of Westerns made in the 80s. And again, I'm not saying that there aren't good films made in the 80s, good good Westerns made in the 80s, but some of them just aren't popular, aren't well known. Yeah. And the big ones are few and far between.
0: Yeah. See, I think, again, the mo- the most Western of Westerns is like Silverado. Um, yeah and that was almost like an attempt to do a classical western
1: classical western yeah even though it, right.
0: it had a bit of a, a bit of a tongue-in-cheek to it but it was it was kind of it was trying to do it as a classical western and it's a good movie um and it's okay but it's been forgotten no no yeah. one thinks no no one eye. bothers
1: with it now do they um, uh, so i wonder whether at the very start of the decade 1980 you had yeah. one of the biggest flops of all time and it's heaven's gate and that is um it's got Chris Gustafsson in it It's, it's directed by Michael Cimino who also did the deer hunter he was given complete artistic control over the film and it went way over budget it was nearly four hours long um it bombed at the box office it didn't do anything in terms of its um you know awards and stuff like that it has had a um uh it's been looked at again and it's considered now possibly a, a, a bit of a classic but yeah. at the time it's an example of the auto it was the end of the auto decade really and it yeah. was basically after that you didn't get directors there's only a very few directors that were given carte blanche to do what they want um and and the film heaven's gate is about cattle wealthy cattle farmers and it's languid and it's slow i personally think it's very very dull <laughs> <laughs> but but i think that finished the western a bit Ah, um, okay. and it was right at the start of the decade and i think it took about it took until unforgiven to really reset the western yeah before it kicked off again
0: yeah but again when you used to imagine the the 80s when you've got things like star wars and indiana jones yeah they are you, Westerns you, as well aren't they yeah i mean you you've got yeah the uh, you've got figures who can act that part of the uh, the heroic figure yes, of, you of do. the of the yeah. kind of the um, the frontier myth because even though you know Jones is like the um, you know, the um, the adventurer from the the like 1930s, there's something about you know a man on the frontier doing what's right. Yeah, again, yeah, likewise, absolutely. in Star Wars. That's the that's a frontier movie. Um, so again, yeah, that that takes away a lot of the kind of the popular thirst for westerns. So Unless you really just like the fact that they are set in the west, doing the west. There's yeah. not gonna. There's no call for it really.
1: And I suppose in the 80s, um, not not to say that there wasn't. You know, expansive special effects in the 60s and 70s, but I, I guess the 80s was where we really started to see some of those big budget special effects laden films really kick yeah, on, right? Yeah. Late 70s and it's starting in the 80s, I guess, really. In yeah. which case, the Western might have felt quite old fashioned. Yeah. Um, and,
0: I, and I suppose, speaking of old fashioned, again, you've got the, the launch of, you know, a lot, and there were always young people in movies, but this is the Brat Pack era. So, yeah. you've, you've, so you've started to get, again, the idea of a grizzled gunfighter isn't that trendy anymore until yeah. the fact you yeah. get the Brat Pack and put them yeah. in a the Western movie. Yeah.
1: And, and, and you know, that's, Young Guns is late 80s as well, isn't it? So it's yeah, taken yeah. that time before they've thought, you know what, this would sell. This would yeah. sell, right? That's
0: because they probably just exhausted all the other Brat Pack ideas. Like, let's, <laughs> let's put them in a school, let's yeah. put them in a bar, let's put them in something else. Tell yeah. you what, let's put them in a Western.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, about the dearth of the Western in the 80s, even Clint Eastwood, who is, you know, who rides the Western well, he only made one Western in the 80s. That's it. <laughs> you know, he made Pale Rider. That was it. He didn't make any more. Yeah. Whereas, you know he's he makes lows, doesn't he? So um, I got I looked into some of the figures around the um the, oh, the yes, westerns. Westerns in the I ages. should have
0: guessed it when you said you brought stats that you were going to hide behind them rather than actually. <laughs> when you oh yeah, them.
1: oh yeah, definitely going to hide behind them. But um, the. Um, The heyday of the Western, really, um, was the 1940s in terms of its kind of volume of of Westerns made. So there was there was one thousand one hundred and forty six Westerns made, produced and released in the 1940s. And that was about seven percent of the total number of films released in the 1940s wow. so even then i mean that's it's seven percent it's high it's the highest but yeah. still we, we're still not talking 30 40 50 right so you know it's it's i think i think the western has always been a genre it's always been okay. a genre film but nevertheless that was that was the 1940s in the 1980s you had 204 westerns made Oof. 204 that's down from a high of 1146 in the 40s and it constituted 0.4 percent of all <laughs> films released in the 1980s so you can see the drop seven percent so for every one western that was made in the 1980s 18 were made in the 1940s (laughs) that's the change and of all westerns so about there's about eight eight thousand four hundred westerns that have ever been made okay Okay. this is according to letterboxd right so this is the genre list on letterboxd yeah um only two percent of them were made in the 1980s <laughs> so, so literally the western just fell off a cliff <laughs> didn't it wow it's madness absolute madness what happened to the western in the 80s but that that you know that
0: confirms what we you know we already believe to be true is that you know it was it was on a decline
1: and it just went it just yeah it just bombed now what i do find interesting in all of that is that when you look at the 1990s which we will be coming to next Only 244 westerns were made in the 1990s. Really? Yeah. That's more interesting. Yeah, I know. Yeah, only 244. And that also constitutes 0.4% of all the films made. Obviously, there were more films released in the 1990s than there were in the 1980s. But yeah
0: they were much more memorable in the 90s they much just...
1: more memorable, you've got Unforgiven you've got Dead Man, which is a Jim Jarmusch film you've got Dances yeah. with Wolves, Tombstone The Quick and the Dead, Legends of the Falls Wild Wild West, Your yeah. City Slickers Maverick, Far and Away these are um, very good films they're very very good films aren't they, yeah there's loads Young Guns too. Quigley Down Under, <laughs> come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, City Slickers 2 oh, <laughs> Ossie. it's a good film, you know there's loads, well there isn't loads but there's more
0: <laughs> well, there isn't more. That's the point. Of this. There's the same number,
1: but they're better. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Do you so, want to know something this... even more interesting? Oh, go on. Go on. Even, even more interesting than this. Yes. Go on. In the two thousands, yeah, they yeah. have. There were two hundred and fifty-one westerns made. Oh, okay. So that's only forty-six more, forty-seven more than in the nineteen eighties, and there was one hundred and twelve thousand films released that constitutes 0.2% of all films released. So actually, in statistical terms, the dearth of the Western, it didn't reach its nadir until the 2000s.
0: Well, see, that I can believe because I couldn't rattle off films, Westerns from the 2000s.
1: Deep, I, put, I, I can't think of many, No, actually, you're right. And it, I can the think of Appalooza, are... which is
0: a remake anyway. Yeah, that's, that's, the, yeah, that's the
1: best yeah. one I've got. Uh, I, I quite like The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. I that's hate good. The Assassination of Jesse James oh, by the Coward Oh, no!
0: <laughs> I find that one of the most self-indulgent, ponderous Ooh, and I boring like movies. I like it! <laughs> <laughs> it, all
1: right, right. Well, it next week we'll be doing The <laughs> Italgo three burials. That's a good film, but yeah, it's I not many. It, yeah. Not many. It starts picking up again from the two thousand and tens. Okay, So from the 2000s, you had two hundred and fifty-one westerns. Two thousand and tens, you had six hundred and twenty-one westerns. So all of a sudden, there's a renaissance in the westerns from the two thousand and tens onward. Yeah, and I think you've got you've got films like Django, The Revenant, Hateful Eight, Ranjo. You've got uh, True I'm Grit. Aliens. Yeah, 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 you do, you do. You know, so things. i know so you know the the fewest number of westerns were made in the 1980s but in terms of proportion of all films it's it's 2000 to 2010 where we see the fewest westerns made well well there we go yeah so uh, good stats there that's 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 the western for you
0: but uh you know not that we'd even need to but i think we should give scores to this (laughs) Well, we, should. we should. I mean, this might be one of the, uh, the least anticipated ones because I expect <laughs> our viewers can guess pretty strongly what the scores will be, but we'll do it anyway uh, for yeah. uh, for the uh, consistency. So join us after this short break and learn what decade will be. Doing. I mean, you'll know what decade we're doing next, but we're going to say so anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you can count.
0: Yeah. <laughs> See you then. Welcome back to listener as we gallop into the final furlong. When it's time to give scores to the movie, I think tradition dictates that I go first, um, mm. and I'm going to be fair. Uh, I think it's it's not a five-floating grumpy head film. I'm going to oh, give it. It is you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the two wolves within me are fighting, and I'm yeah. going to come out at a four. It's four because. I like it. I'm, I can't be alone in this. I, I still get a feel from watching it. I'd happily watch it again tonight if I could. Um, <laughs> if it's, that isn't I, a
1: five-star film, what is? You would happily no, watch
0: it. it? Because it is also, I can see, in many ways, complete rubbish. It's a, it's narratively inconsistent, some of the subplots are awful, some of the characters are pretty thin gruel, and, uh, and it could just boil down to, you know, a couple of young actors. Riding around really fast and blazing away—it's not a five-star movie. But you
1: love that, um, didn't you? <laughs>
0: but I love it. I love it. <laughs> Even now, when I can see it at a slightly more kind of intellectual level—that this is you know violence perpetuating destruction upon mm-hmm. themselves—and um, you know they're all just doomed—I still love it. Uh, so it's a four for me.
1: Very good, very good. Um, I normally reserve one-star films to those which have some kind of moral reprehension about them. Um, and I was trying to search in Young Guns to find that moral reprehension so I could give it a one. And I've decided it's because it presents Billy the Kid as someone that you should, in some respects, root for.
0: Right. That's, I
1: mean, that's tenuous because I don't know that it really does that. But that, <laughs> I, have to, I have to give it one star because I hated it so much. <laughs> and it isn't particularly morally reprehensible. But nevertheless, it is still a one star. I... If if you could quite happily watch this again tonight, I could happily never see this again. <laughs> well, I tell you what,
0: we'll compromise. Uh, next time we meet, I will give you a verbatim rendition of the movie um, because I know it so well, and that way you wouldn't have to experience it. you would have me doing the
1: movie. I I think that would be more enjoyable. I think <laughs> I, I think I think I, I got worried a little bit when the recording started, and you were so enthusiastic about the synopsis. I thought. I'm gonna have to just stifle my general tendency toward um I, it was it was just it was apathy <laughs> to the film how am I am just I'll try and sound excited. <laughs> was like, you're rattling through all the scenes like oh there was this brilliant scene where so and so does this and I'm thinking there was was that the scene where they were all high in the desert? God I hated that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that scene so much. That was not the worst scene in the film. <laughs> God, that's like the worst scene in any film. <laughs> 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 One disembodied disembodical beard. One, uh, I'm going to say fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. But
0: We can put the past behind us now. We, for we are we galloping can. into the nineties. And as you've heard, we've already rattled off. There are so many good Westerns we could choose in the nineties, oh. but James, you'd like to share which film we will be doing next month.
1: Yes, indeed. In the uh, next edition of Weekend at Crombie's Two, The Legends of the Crombie's God, we will be watching and reviewing Tombstone.
0: Tombstone, very much the daddy of the
1: uh the oh, it films is. of
0: the nineties, can't we? And they were there was some tough competition. Well, there we could, are we
1: could... there are some tough, tough yeah, there's some good films that we could have chosen, but go and choose one. Indeed. Unless Tombstone. it's the nineteen sixties, in which case we could yeah. choose four.
0: Yeah. I'm <laughs> slightly disappointed that Young Guns Two got edged out of it, but uh, nonetheless <laughs> <laughs> Tombstone it
1: is. Look, I tell you what. In a in a um, in a, a kind of, uh, I'm reaching out, I'm reaching out. Yeah, a rapprochement, Yeah, I'm going to watch before the next time we speak. You, I will watch Young Guns too. Oh, thank and you. And I will feedback.
0: Because you know what, I don't even want you to enjoy it, and I think I might be right in that. But I'm well, fascinated like... to know which one you hate the least.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I try to come to. A film in, with an objective standpoint. And, Excellent. you know, there are there are lots of examples of sequels that are far better than the original. So, you know, Indeed. who knows? Exciting times. Indeed.
0: Well, until then, uh, and join again, we've got two things to look forward to. First is Tombstone. Second is, James, what did James think of Young Guns too, <laughs> oh Which I think be very much the headliner. <laughs> so oh until then, I wish you all a very healthy and a very happy weekend at Crombies.
1: Good evening, all. Weekend of- well if it's any consolation i've had a guinness whoa and i feel yeah not again not drunk but certainly know i've had a guinness it's weird isn't it wow but you don't drink often do you And i don't either
0: i don't well that explains the defecation because guinness will go right through you (laughs)
1: like a dose of iron isn't it (laughs) <laughs> I had a steak just before it as well. So no, that I'm was that was
0: lined up. That was the backup advert for the uh, instead of the, the sepia tinted Guinness adverts, it was going to be Guinness goes through you like a bad oyster. <laughs>